Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, so I am super excited to have Emily Lay joining us for all four things today. I am a simplified fan. So to be able to sit down with you and pick your brain. Also, congratulations. Your book came out this week. So just for people that aren't aware in the know, although I know I have a lot of listeners that are very much in the know of you, you are an amazing businesswoman. You are a mom of three. I don't know if this came from your Instagram or where this is on your website or something, but I pulled that you're mama bear. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Bear. A little bit. <laughs> I, I love mama bear. I love that one of your favorite quotes is love is patient, love is kind, which is I think we all need to remember that for sure. And then and you love your coffee with a splash of cream and you love taco bowls. I do love taco bowls. Yes, actually, uh, we are having tacos tonight to celebrate release day. To be able to, you know, put something out that you have poured your life into, I know is like a really, 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 really big day. So thank you for allowing us to be a part of Growing Boldly. Oh, thank you so much. I, mm-hmm. I've mentioned to you just a second ago, but my kids are going to be so thrilled to know that I sat down with you virtually today to have this conversation because they're huge fans of the Bobby Bones show. Okay, well, I am going to put together a little package and I'm going to send them some pimp and joy and some goodies. So tell them they've got a gift basket headed their way. That's super cool. The four things we're going to cover are side hustles, lies that trap you, your build method, and then self-discovery. So I want to start with the side hustles though, because that is where (laughs) this all started for you. 
So talk to me about how you built such a successful business. And at the time, did you envision that it would be what it is today? Or were you like, eh, I don't know what could come of this, but I'm just having a good time? No, I I started Simplified back in 2008. And we're a brand of planners and organizational tools for really busy women. But I started it in 2008 in my guest room, basically making stationery and selling it on this brand new platform called Etsy. It was brand new at the time. And I had a master's degree and was climbing the corporate ladder. And I really just wanted to create a job that I really loved and felt like I could really progress in and just do cool stuff and really make it different. So no, I had no idea what it would turn into. The number one reason I started it is so I could have flexibility as a mom. I didn't have that in the corporate role I was in. And so 13 years later, it's an awesome brand. We have a team of nine women. Um, We've licensed collections in Target and Walmart and a bunch of other stores. And so it's, it's so fun. But no, it absolutely started as a little side hustle uh, right next to my corporate career. I feel like you sharing that gives hope to a lot of women that maybe you're starting something out of their guest bedroom or out of their basement or their garage or whatever. And then you've grown it into this multi-million dollar company. And you know, you mentioned Target and Walmart. What was it like getting those phone calls? Because I feel like for any creative, if you've got something out there to have Target call and say, hey, we're going to put your product in our store. What was that like? So I was at the zoo when I got that phone call. No kidding. I was with my kids. We were in the monkey exhibit. And I did. I got a FaceTime from um, our friend at At A Glance that we had been collaborating with who said we, and obviously we'd been pitching it for a year and it was just so exciting, but we didn't know if it would happen. I mean, it was surreal. And it's funny to tell these stories of these big, amazing things happening, but like underneath all of those great stories are a million you know, mistakes and wrong choices and, you know, hard parts of the journey as well. Simplified was started. We were, we went wholesale because we thought that's what you do. You get into all these stores. And at one point we were carried in 800 stores around the world, which sounds like amazing, but living that was really, really hard, especially with infant twins and a four-year-old at home at the time. And when we closed the door on that program, it was, it really, it was a hard no but I knew I needed to do it for our family and our team. And it opened the door for these other amazing things to happen. So it's been a whole journey. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are tons of different challenges that you faced or lessons that you got to learn, but what's one of the most challenging things during that process for you? I think it's important that as an entrepreneur or as someone who's trying to build something, it might not be a business, it might be a family or a mission or write a book or whatever it is for you. It's really important to remember to honor the hustle the blood, sweat, tears, the work it takes to do something like that. That's so important. But just like we kind of know from Ecclesiastes, like there's a season for everything. And so we have to honor that. We also have to honor the rest. And when we don't honor nourishing our bodies, taking care of ourselves, sticking to our our gut and our core about why in the world we're doing this anyway, when we don't balance those things out, it's a recipe for burnout. I may not be the most talented person in the room, but I will outwork you for sure. Like that has never been my problem. It is for me, it's been really hard to learn. Like sometimes you need to rest and you need to be still, but it's okay to take a nap. (laughs) Well, so how did you set some of those boundaries for yourself? Because I would imagine working from home, which a lot of people, maybe they're not even an entrepreneur, they're working for other people. But now because of the pandemic, they've been working from home and it's hard to then have that firm work life and then family life. So can you speak to that for a second on how and when you knew was the right time to rest or shut it off? Or did you set time limits for yourself? How did that look? Oh, that's such a good question. I feel like I've tried everything over the years, especially when I had little kids at home. You know, I tried having set work hours or a set space in our house for work or different things like that. What I've learned over the years is that balance, if you will, is kind of like riding a bike. It's like one day you may be be leaning really hard one direction. So say I'm like today is really stay for the book and I'm leaning really hard into work. I've got helpers and my husband, he's picking up kids and all that. The next day we have to lean the other direction or the next season. Sometimes it's minute by minute, sometimes it's years. But when we lean really hard this way, we have to counterbalance that by leaning hard the other way. And so just like when you're riding a bike, you're constantly shifting your weight 
from side to side to keep from face planting. It's the same thing when it comes to balance and burning out. Like we constantly have to be shifting back and forth into the different seasons and not staying in one direction for too long because that's when you you will hit a wall. I love that analogy. And I think that also maybe gives some people that are trying to live within this certain plan every single day and follow it to a T, but it's like, oh, every day may look a little different. Listen, I know that you're Miss Planny Plannerton. Schedules have been so hard for me my whole life. Like it's just my personality is different. Calendars sort of overwhelm me. And it's been something in the last probably four months that I've really had to, with the help of others, again, because it's not my strength, right? So I'm sure your team of eight or nine or whatever you mentioned, like you've got people on there that compliment you and balance you out. I'm just curious what it's like, because I mean, sure, you started off, you know, by yourself. Yeah. And then at what point when you were selling on Etsy, did you realize, like, oh, we've got something bigger? Like when did that click or when did you get to hire your first employee? It was just me for two years, not taking a paycheck and working full time at my corporate job. And then finally it reached kind of that tipping point where I was able to step away. My husband, he's always been kind of like the finance mind of things and helps me make those kinds of decisions. We decided to run it debt-free. The company's been debt-free since 2008. And that has allowed me to grow a little slower, but also it's allowed me to make decisions that won't, let's say, tank the company, right? If you make a mistake, it's not going to take us down. And so we reached a point, I would say, when things started to get busier and busier and busier. And we had our first child in 2011. And I just knew that I couldn't do it all on my own. I just needed help. I didn't know what she was going to do. It ended up being this fantastic woman named Gina, who was with me forever. I hired her because she was just this incredible woman who had so much integrity. And she came and sat next to me at my desk in my guest room. And I would work and answer emails and do the things. And she would be like, I'm going to take that. And I'll take this and I'll take this. And so little by little, I learned to let go of things and accept help. And that's how it kind of became a team effort back in the early days. And look at you now. I love hearing success stories of women that really just, yes, started something as a passion. They did it while they were working another job. It was something, a dream, and they wanted to make it come true. And like you're a perfect example of showing that that can work. If anybody listening right now has a dream, it is possible but you have to you have to put in the time as women especially i think we you know reach a point in our lives where we take a look around and think like is this it is this all there is is this what i wanted you know is there something better? Do I have it in me? Do I have the resources, the support? Do I have what it takes to build something that I really feel like I'm thriving in? And one of the things that was was so cool to do with the book is not just share my story, but share stories from other women who have either started from nothing or went through crazy hard things, tragic things at some points to build a life they love, whether that be a business or a family or whatever it is. And I think the theme throughout it all is like the resilience of women. We will not be held down by anything. I'm so inspired too by women and their stories and the way that they make things happen. Well, I mean, I think you even have that. I guess it's kind of in the subtitle-ish because it's called Growing Boldly, but it's Dare to Build a Life You Love. Right. If someone listening right now was thinking, maybe I will start that side hustle and see where it goes, like your book would be the perfect complement to their endeavors and encouragement to what they need. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of books out there that will teach you to hustle till it hurts, that'll, you know, tell you to go girl and be a boss babe and all those things. And those are great. There's, I think there's a, a space and a place for all that. But I wanted to write a book that would not just honor the work, but also the rest that has to happen with it. And the connection to something bigger than yourself. I also really love a good inspirational story, but at the end of the day, like, tell me how to do it. I'm practical, tactical, like, I need you to tell me the steps to do it. And so there's tons of that kind of thing. Like, it's really actionable and there's worksheets throughout so that you can kind of go through your own process in getting unstuck and figuring out what your next steps are. Well, and I mean, I think that's part of your gift as someone that likes to lay it all out and as a as a planner and, you know, something that I am envious of that's a little bit more like, oh, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants moment to moment. So I am someone that, yes, appreciates someone like you that is like, hey, calendars are a good thing. I'm circling back to the bike analogy because I just thought that was so great because no matter what you're doing in life, you've got to 
to give yourself permission to lean so that you don't face plant, I think is how you put it. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, do you ever have those days where you're like, well, and especially through, through COVID and all that, like, I think we all experience those times where you're like, I feel so unproductive. I feel like there's things that need to be done, but my body or my brain is just saying, I need to like take a nap or rest. Honoring that and telling yourself it's okay to not work. Like It's okay to not learn how to knit a blanket and bake bread and learn new language through a pandemic. It's okay to take care of yourself and your body and just, you know, be still in certain seasons. So it is, it's like this delicate balance of honoring both sides of things. And then, you know, leaning into people like you that help give us a step-by-step guide how to chase our dreams in case we're feeling a little bit lost at the moment. And I mean, you are a creative and I often wonder because I am as well, but have times where I just don't feel it and I feel stuck. Like, do you have anything you do to get the juices flowing or sometimes you just have to be patient and see what what happens? I think it's a little bit of patience, but it's also like to get yourself unstuck, you have to move your feet. You know what I mean? If your feet are feeling stuck and you're feeling like you're not sure which way to go, that's the time to get moving. Even if you're not exactly sure what direction you're in, start reading, start listening, start talking, start writing. I know we're going to talk a lot about self-discovery later, but that that process of self-discovery, giving yourself permission to get to know who you are under all the hats you wear. I think that's so valuable, you know? Yes, very much so. Second thing. Okay, Emily, let's talk about lies that that trap us. So what do you think the lies are that keep women from a life that they love? How long do you have? Because I think there's a laundry list. (laughs) Well, I can tell you the lies that I believe sometimes. I think that we often, especially with social media, like we see everyone's highlight reel all the time. You see all the flowers, but you don't see the roots and the dirt and all the things underneath them, you know? And so I think we feed ourselves this steady diet of I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not wealthy enough. I'm not educated enough. Basically, I'm not enough. And what that leads to is I'm not worthy. You know, we think that we're not enough. We don't have enough choices. We don't have enough resources. And so that leads to us feeling unworthy of a life that we love. And the only way that I see for us to turn down the noise on the lies is for us to create this new plate of truth that we are going to replace that with. You can't just take the lies away. I think that you have to realize that when you remove them, there's a hole and it has to be filled with something. And so that's why it's so important to feed yourself truth, whatever that looks like for you. For some people, I think it's spiritual. For other people, it's understanding who you really are underneath it all. And when we're able to do that, I think then we're able to combat the lies that honestly are coming at us from every direction. We've talked about lies here a lot on the podcast because we get into therapy quite a bit with people and you've nailed it. It's like you have to not only say the lie is a lie, it's not true. You know, and we've had therapists on say, okay, now you need to tell yourself what is true. So give us an example of maybe you walking through that process of hearing a lie And then what do you tell yourself just so that people can hear it? Because I think sometimes it's like, wait, this is so new to me. I'm just used to kind of tearing myself down. But wait, I can speak truth to myself. (laughs) Right. It's like flipping it on its head. One of the things I even talk about in the book is that I sometimes feel very ill-equipped to talk about my faith. And I believe this lie that because I wasn't raised in church every Sunday, that I don't have these like youth group memories. I've never read the entire Bible. I don't have a ton of scripture memorized. Like I don't, I don't belong. I get a seat at the table. I don't belong. I see my books next to other amazing Christian writers. And I sometimes think like, am I like them? Or is it okay that I talk about my faith? And when I was writing this book, it was a real realization for me that that's a, that's a lie. That is me tearing myself down and away from what I'm being called to do. And so I had to turn that into like, that is my life. That is my childhood. That's I was raised by very faithful, wonderful people, but I just didn't have that as part of my upbringing. And so what does that bring to the table? I might not bring a ton of education around my faith to the table, but I bring this a childlike faith to the table. And I'm able to speak about my faith and speak to those things in a way that is very relatable, I think. And I only know this because I've kind of dealt with this lie a little bit over the last few years. But when you're able to look at the lie and say, what is this lie saying? And is there actually a strength that's being covered up with the lie? You know, what does that look like? 
And so what I've learned and what I believe now is that I bring a perspective to writing about being a Christian, writing about matters of faith that is something that doesn't make other people turn away and is even relatable to people who may not be Christians. That is a very interesting and fun place to be as well. So that's my very complicated answer. But that is that is my life. I mean, I think it's a great example of showing how you flipped it and you did find where you belong as you're building your brand. Like when it was starting in Etsy, like, do you think, oh, this is going to fail? I'm not going to do this. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were mistakes that I made that had a lot of zeros in them that I thought, well, this is it. (laughs) I just need to hang it up and go back to corporate America. But I think there's something deep inside all of us when we want something bad enough, when we have a very clear idea of what our goal is. I think there's this level of grit that won't let us stop. And so for me, I have just kind of always channeled into that and known like, okay, so this is part of the journey. This is the bump in the road. You know, we shouldn't have made X, Y, and Z decision. We're going to learn from it and we're going to keep going. And that's, this is part of the journey. And that's why I tell the stories of some amazing women who had really difficult childhoods or really difficult entries into marriage or different things. I see so much strength in how they were shaped by those things, not torn down or taken apart by them. You know what I mean? Like the hard stuff, it made them really strong. And so I think if we're able to look back at our lives and see that nothing was wasted in the making of us, of who we are, that all of it counts and all of it matters and deserves to be, you know, on. I think there's something really beautiful there. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's how I try to look at any adversity that I face. Like in the moment, I try to be with all the different emotions, but in order to keep going, I'm like, okay, the Lord is going to use this somehow. I don't know when. It's not now. Maybe it'll be years from now, but this is not wasted. (laughs) Right. And like leaning into all the feelings, like you said, I think that's when we open ourselves up to be changed by it. I was telling my husband actually last night, because our kids are six, six and 10. And I, I told him, I just hope that they make no bad choices as they grow up. They have nothing bad happen to them. Everything is sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> and he was like, well, that's pretty boring. I mean, think about the hard things that you've gone through. And that that makes you who you who you are. Like those are the points in life where you are becoming where you're made, you know? And so yeah, even as a parent, like it's such a weird thing to, to, to think through about how those experiences matter too. I would say too, like even for people starting a business, like with kids, you feel that way. But sometimes you might feel like, oh, I don't want my business to have any bumps. I just want everything to be smooth. But then your business may grow like it never would have grown before if you hadn't experienced X and Y and Z. Yes, that was it for Simplified. I mean, we we were in 800 stores and we had this awesome online shop and I was on 48 airplanes that year. I had infant twins at home. It was just way too much. And we decided in a very calculated way, we decided to cut that program and focus just on our online shop, focus just on our customers, like reaching them directly, educating and, and you know empowering them instead of catering to store owners, if that makes sense. But we cut 40% of our revenue, which was, so scary. We were able to keep our whole team, but I knew if we if we shut that door and we focused on this other beautiful thing that we had and the core of why in the world to do this stuff anyway, that it would flourish. And the following year, we doubled our revenue from the year prior because we said no and we closed that door and it, we went through something painful. I mean, it was. And so, yeah, I think even in business, it's important to realize that those kinds of things those struggles, those pain points, they're going to happen. And they're just, they're all part of it. They're all part of the journey. Gosh. And that just too shows the power of connection. Oh my gosh. I I could write a whole book just on that decision. I mean, it's like that 80-20 rule where, you know, if you focus 80% of your time on the other, you know, 20% of things, things, things flourish so much. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, our team grew, we became more passionate about what we were doing. We started offering coaching to all of the people that bought planners. I always say the day that I just own a planner company and sell office products is the day I don't want to do this anymore because it was too much work. <laughs> yeah. And so we do, we just, we value connection and the experience of being in community with a shared vision and goal. We value that so much and it's just paid off so much, obviously with the growth of the company, but also in the value that we see our work having in the world. That's been really special. All 
All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really. Any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women. 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. All right. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Well, that's where Express Employment Professionals comes into play. And if you work with them, that's exactly what you're going to get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. And they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Just go to expresspros.com to find an office near you. Or you can even download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. So whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Here we go. Third thing. Uh, uh. 
Um, okay, let's talk about the build method, Emily. Can you speak to how you developed this method? Okay, so I love a good structure. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and I decided I wanted to write the book around this word. I had two words in my head when I started writing. One was bold. I knew I wanted to be bolder in my writing, in my authenticity, allowing my outsides to match my insides. And I also wanted to talk about things that were really actionable. And the word build has always been special to me because it suggests momentum and movement. And so I created this acronym around the word build. And it is the way that the book is broken down. So it's five sections, if you will. And they're principles that are easy to memorize and keep in mind as you build a life you love. And so the B is believe in who you are and whose you are. The U is utilize what you have, which is often more than you think. The I is imagine the life you're after, the life that you love. The L is love people well, all people. And then the D is do what matters, forget the rest. And so the whole book is framed around these pillars and we dig into different concepts within each one with different action steps and stories from all sorts of women as well. Well, people can definitely check out the book for, yeah, a more in-depth look at Build, but I want to spend some time talking about I, Imagine. Well, just give it to me. Let's talk about Imagine. Okay, I'm in. So, you know, a lot of times we'll think, you know, I have this idea or I have this life that I want to create or whatever it is that it is that you want to do. And we kind of set off like, well, let's just get started. But if you don't have a clear vision of where you're going, your path is going to look all kinds of wonky on the way there. If you have a really clear definition of success in mind, and it can look different for all of us, no matter what or it is that we're after, when you define success for yourself, then you're able to map out a plot from point A to point B. And it won't be perfect. But when you imagine the life that you're after, and you're able to communicate it, to set your sights on it, to make it actionable and break it down, that's when it becomes not just like a pie in the sky dream, but it becomes something actually attainable. There is such power in putting it out there, what you want. Like one of my favorite stories about manifesting something like that is from Steve Harvey. Do you know his story? No. So Steve Harvey, you know, he hosts Family Feud and does tons of other things, right? Well, he had, I think, a stutter or something when he was younger, didn't speak very well publicly. And I think he was asked in class one day what he wanted to be when he grew up. And he said something like, I want to be on TV. And a teacher told him, oh, you're never going to be on TV. So he went home and told his dad about it. And shout out to his dad for being such an encouragement. I think his dad said, you go write that down and you hang it up in your room and you look at it every day. So that's a perfect example of putting something Thing and looking at it every day and believing and imagining yourself as that on TV. And so, you know, and I'm paraphrasing the whole story here, so I hope I'm getting it right. But to put a bow on it, he, as an adult, once he was super successful, he mailed that teacher a TV every year for Christmas. <laughs> Holy cow, I have goosebumps. (laughs) To where, I mean, obviously he remembered what she had told him and he wanted to say, oh yeah, what do you, what do you think now? He's like, now you can watch me on this TV I just gave you. And I mean, it got out of control. And then eventually I think she passed away. But I just thought, wow, no matter what you believe, there's nothing weird about this. If, if, If anything, it's almost like you're, you're writing down your prayer or you're, Put cutting it out on a magazine, which I did that for the first time this year with my daughter who's 13 and we did magazine cutouts and she really wanted a cat. And you know what? She cut out a cat and put it on her vision board. And we have a cat that's coming to us in June. I think imagining, and I love that you have that as one of your five key practices and principles to like living a life that you love is because you've got to put it out there. I don't know. I just felt like it was important to bring that one up, especially since you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. I I have talked about this stuff before and I feel like I've gotten pushback from other Christians like being like, oh, that's we're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, no, we should be imagining our future. Absolutely. I think too, once you say it, you claim it. For instance, I majored in English in college. Like I always thought it would be cool to write a book, but I never said it out loud because that kind of stuff doesn't happen. And then, you know, as Simplified grew, I started thinking like, well, maybe I could write a book about the concepts that we teach about grace, not perfection, which was my first book. And I sat in the preschool parking lot one day and got an email from my now publisher who said, would you ever be interested in writing your story? And that was it. 
that was it. But I, I did, you know, you had to put it out there. Have you ever read the book Atomic Habits? No. Oh my gosh, you have to read it. It's so good. Okay. So Atomic Habits, James Clear, I believe is the, uh, the writer of it. And he says, everything you do, big or small, is a vote for the person you want to become. And I love that so much as it relates to imagining the life that you love. I remember saying years ago, like I would love to live in Pensacola around my family, have a house on the water, be able to have, you know, our family over for supper and have Thanksgiving. Like I would love to do that. And able to do that, I would need to be a healthy person, a healthy mom. I want to be there for my kids. Like if this is the life that I want to have, I have to take my vitamins in the morning. Like it's little, it's the little bitty steps, the little bitty things things. You don't just build a life you love by quitting your job and getting a new one. Like there's, I mean, that's one thing you could do, but there's lots of little bitty things that go into play, little bitty bricks that go into place as you build something that's worthwhile, you know? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you have to put in the work. You can't just like manifest it out there. And, you know, Steve Harvey definitely just didn't write it down and look at it every day. He went out and he hustled. I'm pretty sure there was a season where he was like living in his car, but still showing up and doing stand up at yeah. the places he wanted to tell jokes at. We, I could go on and on. I don't even know why I'm on a Steve Harvey rant right now. But yeah, I think that that's super important to not only imagine it, but then what are you going to do to implement it? To get there. Yeah. I mean, we can all say like, I am going to run a marathon, but there's a whole lot of things that happen before. I mean, not, this is me not speaking from experience because I do not run marathons, but um, there's a lot of things that happen in the in-between before you get there. Lots of little bitty, bitty, bitty steps, you know? Well, I just want to recap the build method really quickly. So this is a quiz. You can tell me if I'm right. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Believe in who you are. Okay. Believe in who you are. The you is utilize your gifts. Utilize all the resources. I think a lot of times we tell ourselves those lies and that we don't have enough of X, Y, Z when really we have more, more resources, more agency, more choices than we even realize. And then the I is imagine we went over that L is love people and love them well. Love them well. I think it, we have this responsibility to live our best life, but then how beautiful is it if we're able to love others well in the process and bring them along with us? And then D, I'm obsessed with, and it's do what matters. Mm-hmm. And forget the rest, which... That's hard. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I, I feel like many times everything is calling our attention and saying it's most important. But you ever have those days where you're like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like building a life you love sounds great, but I'm just trying to get dinner on the table and like get all of my kids to be you know, alive and that kind of thing. I think that when you hit those kinds of places, especially, it's so important to think, all right, I have a million balls in the air. Which one can I not drop? There's, there's always one. Which one can I not drop? And I'm going to hold on to that one and I'm going to set these others down. Maybe just for a little while, maybe for a long while, but I'm going to hold on to this one because this is the thing that matters and it's okay for me to forget the rest for now. Yeah, I think it could be day by day. It could be seasons. It could be a, a hard week. Like doing what matters is going to look different every day. But you're right. It, it is easy to kind of figure out what matters when you are completely overwhelmed because saying no to something is a lot easier because it's clear in that moment. Brene Brown was talking about something one time on Tim Ferriss's podcast yeah. about if they're in sort of a crisis week situation, like, and it doesn't have to be something extreme, but like, let's say, you know, something's going on with one of their parents and work is really hectic and somebody's sick and it's like, okay, they take a look at the calendar, they look at that week and they're like, you know what? Nope. We're going to cancel plans with everybody unless it's like absolutely important. We take all of our vegetables and food from the refrigerator, move it to the freezer so we don't waste it. We're ordering out. We're going to simplify ah, yes. ah, yeah. a little bit that, so that an overwhelming time or season is less overwhelming because you've been able to prioritize. Is it important for you to get your broccoli that day? No, because you're just trying to get through it. So go ahead and order the takeout and make life easier. Absolutely. I feel like so many of us did that last year a lot too. I know I did. When I had to do virtual schooling with two kindergartners and I had a book deadline, there were many days where I was like, you know what? If you got to get dressed, go find what's in the dryer. I haven't done laundry in a week. Like go, you just, you just make it, you know, but like what mattered most 
then was getting these kids through virtual school for the day and, you know, helping them get through all this craziness that we were all going through. The laundry could wait or the broccoli. You know, you don't have to eat broccoli. Yes, you can have a Lunchable today. Or do you have to go have dinner with those people that maybe at the end of the day, you're like, oh, no, actually... That doesn't matter to me right now. Not that you're not loving them as people and loving them well, but you got to take care of like your stuff first. And I think sometimes that permission to kind of look at your your calendar and weed things out in a season, you may be able to reschedule rain check that dinner for a day that or a week that isn't so hectic. The build method. I love it. let's talk self-discovery, Emily. Like, have you ever felt disconnected from yourself? Yes. (laughs) Multiple times. I think that we all kind of get in this place sometimes where, or at least for me, it was like, okay, I'm Emily Brian's wife. I'm Emily mom to Tyler, Caroline and Brady. I'm Emily lay on Instagram. I'm Emily simplified, but like, who am I? Who is Emily? Like underneath all of that. Cause all of that is what I do all day long, but I feel like I'm just pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. And I've forgotten like who I am inside. And when I sat down to work on the, the whole build philosophy, I was thinking like, what are the bricks that you build a life you love with? And that is where the self-discovery process comes in, where we start to realize, or we start to ask ourselves questions about what makes us happy? Are there colors that make us happy? Are there smells that make us happy? Are there people or memories? How do we infuse more of the good stuff in our life and then turn down the volume or push out, weed out some of the things that are draining us and, you know, taking away? Well, so what are some things that you did to actually find yourself? I often remember back to when I was, I think I was like seven or eight years old. My mom gave me this book and it was this bright yellow book. You can see the connection here. It was a bright yellow book and it was called My Book About Me. And throughout the book, I answered all of these questions about eight-year-old Emily. Some of them were super tactical and easy and simple, like your favorite colors, your favorite smells, your favorite foods, your favorite friends. Some of them were a little bit more intricate and required a little bit more thinking, like what's the hardest thing you've ever done that you're proud of, things like that. So I think that it is important to sit down and think through some of those things because you may have changed. I mean, that was eight-year-old Emily, but when 38-year-old Emily sat down to do that, uh, her answers had changed a lot. And I started to realize some things about myself that I'm like, oh, I'm actually an introvert. Everyone thinks that I'm an extrovert because of my job, but I actually, I'm happiest at the end of the day when I can have some alone time to read or listen to an audiobook. Getting to know yourself and the things that make you tick and the things that fuel you and kind of fill you back up. If you don't know what those are, you're not able to implement them into your life. And so for a lot of people, it can look like having conversations with friends or listening or reading or giving yourself time to rest, to just kind of reflect on things. For me, it looked like writing. It was a big tangled mess in my head, getting it out on paper so that I could start to pick up the key points and the highlights and think like, I'm not implementing these things in my life right now. I know that I need them. I know this is who I am right now, but Maybe that's why I feel so disconnected or so lost is because I don't have any of this in my life. And so at that point, it looks really tactical. It looks like getting a subscription to Audible and listening to fiction books, which I do every day. It gives me a brain break. Sometimes it looks like setting a candle near your bathtub so that you can kind of relax and refresh that way. But we often think that it's really like a big thing to do to get to know ourselves again, to build a life that you love. But I think it's actually really tactical at the end of the day. So it's just a matter of doing things, you know? Yeah. And sitting down with yourself and yeah, taking the time and that's investing in yourself, taking the time to write it out. And I know, again, we mentioned earlier, you were creative and you were talking about the writing and we might get into it here. So I've been reading this book called A Creative's Way and my therapist recommended it to me. I'm I'm only in the beginning, so I can't even give the whole thing on how it unlocks more of your creativity. But one of the first things she says that is almost a non-negotiable is every day she wants 
you to wake up and write three pages. I love it. She doesn't care what it says. You can't get overwhelmed with, well, I have nothing to say. Well, so then get up and write three pages of, I don't even know why I'm writing this. I have nothing to say. I just woke up. The sky is blue. This is the color of my pajamas. Like you just pen to paper, taking your thoughts and putting them. And then, and no one else is going to read them. This is for you. You're not writing for anybody else but that something eventually will start to happen. By doing the practice of taking observation of your surroundings, of how you're feeling, of all of that stuff, and then putting pen to paper, I think it does. I think it like unlocks something because I do the same type of thing. I have so many things going on in my head at any given moment that if I don't get it out onto paper, it just stays a convoluted mess. Like it's just so tangled up. I can't sort through it. I've also heard um, or I've learned the same thing happens when you sleep. And so over the last year, I've been really focused on like getting good sleep, going to bed at the right time, you know, having the lights down and the white noise on or whatever, and putting the screens away. And that has made such a difference for me, I think, because when you rest or even meditate, if that's your thing, it's like your brain is filing things away when you're resting. It's tidying up, right? Like it's, it's organizing the things and untangling the mess. So that when you wake up, everything is kind of put where it needs to be in your head and you just feel so much calmer and more focused. And that that's made a big difference for me. You know, as an entrepreneur, like and running such a successful business and being a mom and a wife and all the things, I, I feel like sometimes there's this message from society too that we need to be busy all the time. And if you're not busy, like sleep, oh, there's no time for sleep. Like I'm running a business. I'm a mom. I'm a, and like, if you rest, then it's like, whoa, what are you doing? You're not a part of the rat race. And it's this glorification of busy. It's- yeah. It almost is like you're putting everything is above the rest. But I love that you're sharing that because it absolutely is okay to make sure that you're getting eight hours, nine hours. Everybody's body is different. Maybe you're someone that needs a little bit more. It's not selfish. (laughs) You're going to be better for everybody else in your life if you are rested. If you constantly sacrifice yourself on the altar of entrepreneurship or whatever it is, you will regret it in the long run. I have had seasons of hustle that have lasted too long that have left me physically ill, like with actual, you know, stress symptoms and issues. And that's just not a good place to be. I will tell you when I sat down to write Growing Boldly, I had there are books out there that will talk to you about hustle till it hurts and be a boss babe and all that stuff. And I those books are valuable. And I think they're great for some people, but they did me no service at all. I think that we all have grit inside us. And we know what you know, it takes hard work to make great things happen or to build anything. But I think the message that's being put out to female entrepreneurs, especially that you absolutely should be killing yourself for whatever it is that you want. That's no way to live life at all. And it's, it's really just a recipe for serious burnout. Yeah. And something I too, I want to mention also about growing boldly is that each chapter begins with different prayers and even journaling since we're talking about the writing and pages that'll yeah thought-provoking stuff that's going to allow you to write. So I love that you tied that in to your book as well. And I want people to check it out. I've linked your book on my Amazon page so people can get to that through radioamy.com and they can just click it and find it. That way they know they're getting the right Emily Lay book or they can just go Google it and search it up. It's Emily and then L-E-Y. But before you go, I would love to hear four things that you're thankful for today. Today. Okay. Well, one of them, it would be naps. I think naps are highly underrated, especially during last year when the kids were done with school. I'd be like, everybody, it's quiet time. Mommy's going to take a 30 minute nap. And I just think naps are great. I think that they they help me a lot and I've been embracing them. <laughs> no, I love that you said that we're Mary is my business partner for Espoir, which is our clothing line that supports Haiti. And we've even partnered with y'all before on like a giveaway a while ago, but we're working on this whole mom line and we finalized the sweatshirt today and it literally is so simple and it just says in the right in the middle, I need a nap. <laughs> I don't know what is with my body during 2020 and beginning of 2021, but like I just need more sleep. I don't I don't know why. I think I just have a lot going on. And so I got this sweatshirt and you know how like the college sweatshirts will say like Yale yeah. or whatever in the big letters. It just says sleep. 
and it's awesome. Oh, yes. And like the collegiate. like That's it. Just mm-hmm. sleep. It's great. <laughs> I am also, I tell the story in the book about some difficult friendships I've had in my life and friends who maybe weren't supportive and kind of tore me down in the beginning stages of my business and things like that. And I am so grateful to have good friends. I had a group of girlfriends take me out to lunch today to celebrate the book. And they're the kind of friends that will hit their knees for you. They will come and pick you up if your tire is flat and they will they will just show up if you're having a bad day. And I'm just really, I'm really grateful for good, amazing friendships, especially in this season. Uh, another four thing that I love, another thing is our Soma water filter. So this is super tactical, but we got this water filter that's like a pitcher and it lives in your in your refrigerator and it's just so great and i don't know why but the water tastes so good and i'm able to drink more water because of our amazing water filter so how do you spell that soma it's s-o-m-a okay i don't know where i saw it but i have a terrible time drinking water if i could just drink coffee all day long i would be fine but apparently we're supposed to drink water so that has been awesome love that and then fourth thing my fourth thing is my giant bog bag uh do you know what a bog bag is i don't it's a great big plastic like bag that i love i love a big bag because i'm always on the go with a hundred things especially with all my kids and soccer and ballet and all the things and so i love my big i love my big bag my bog bag it's b-o-g-g it's a bog bag bigger big bag i love that if it gets dirty you can rinse it off with a hose oh that definitely <laughs> comes in handy <laughs> for sure well emily congratulations on growing boldly. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I just loved talking with you. It was so easy and all your little nuggets of wisdom I'm going to take with me. And I'm excited to read through your book myself. And I know a lot of my listeners will enjoy reading it as well. So thank you for helping us get our lives together. Gosh, thank you so much. It's been so fun. And uh, cheering you on always. And then real quick too, if you want to find you on Instagram, what's your handle? It's Emily Lay, L-E-Y. Perfect. At Emily Lay. Okay. Thanks, Emily. Congratulations. Thank you. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.